Hey everyone, and welcome to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news shows where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling, as well as our very special guest, Michael Damiani from the Easy Allies. Damiani, man, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, been pretty busy lately. A lot of games coming out, but you know, right. absolutely, absolutely stoked to be on this after waiting waiting my turn patiently here. <laughs> well we kept I having know. some issues i think in the back <laughs> like yeah then something it was happened mostly to your PC, on my right? end it was mostly my own end yeah uh don't get me started on evga <laughs> right now um <laughs> oh no really not, not very happy with them at the moment but Yikes. you know that's a story for that's another day but uh pc is back and in working order so that i can join you fine people here today to talk about video game news yeah, man, and like for me, this is like a major milestone for me personally because I have wanted yes. to get you. Have invited me on to friend code so many times now, and the Easy Allies in general have invited me on to do stuff with you guys. And I have always wanted to invite you on to GX, but I never had you know the opportunity to. We just we just that wasn't something we did much at GX. But now at GBG, we can do that. And you were one of the first people <laughs> I thought of, and I'm so glad that I can finally pay, you know return the favor. And invite you onto our our show for once. So oh. thank you so much for uh, for joining us, man. It means a lot. Pleasure. Do you ever have that issue where I want everyone to be on my shows? Like I I know uh-huh. so many yeah. people, and I feel bad because we, with Easy Allies we have to have the allies on sometimes. I know. I want all these special guests, and then like it goes back and forth. That tug of war. It's like, can you just have? allies on but like i feel bad because i know so many people haven't even been on it yet and i like go through my list i'm like oh my gosh i haven't had these people on yet i feel i hope they don't think i'm like oh it's like where's the time go like i need that hyperbolic chamber (sighs) man dragon ball i hear you man well and and (laughs) we've actually recently learned that it's kind of we've learned that it's the same for us like it's it's good to keep that balance though because as much as we love having on guests and we do very often most often uh, our own patrons have told us that it's nice just to have the core GVG crew or GV gang, as we're now known uh, as once in a while, too. So it totally makes sense if you just have the allies on, you know, from from time to time, you know, that's who your patrons are there for in the end, after all. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so before Sorry, I missed most news, of that because oh. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy wanted to be on stream and I said no. <laughs> oh, Puppy should always be on stream. Uh. Uh, maybe next it'd time. It'd be harder to get her out. So, <laughs> hashtag No Doggo Derek is, is your new name, man. Oh, thanks. It's, it's yeah. make me sound no so Doggo mean. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, before we move on, I just want to tell anyone in our audience uh, who may not follow me on Twitter or whatever. I've been saying that my favorite reaction to Sephiroth and Smash is the Easy Allies' reaction, and it is fantastic. And and, and everyone's is, but Damiani, yours in general or yours uh, specifically. I can feel your hype radiating through the screen and the way you just start cackling. As soon as you hear One Winged Angel and you catch all the Advent Children references, man, yours is my favorite reaction. And anybody in our audience who hasn't seen the Easy Ally Sephiroth reaction, go do it after this because it's fantastic. Uh, safe to say, Damiana, that you're unbelievably hyped like uh, I am for Sephiroth, yeah? Oh, yeah, Thursday, man. Nice. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thursday too. Oh, that, I that, need that to know. That Sakurai deep dive is going to be something special. I'm I'm totally stoked for that. Are, are uh, you like us I'm, and expecting it to be dropped that night? I'm, we're, we're we had a meeting today and we're like planning around <laughs> that happening. Hopefully, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we're trying to figure out who is available to just stream right after. Because uh, uh-huh. Michael Huber was supposed to do a full God of War 2018 playthrough that he's been hyping up. I'm like, wait a second. That's when the Smash thing is. And um. if Sephiroth drops, we might need to bump you. And we're like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, a lot of I see a lot of people claiming to be in the know saying it's ha- they predict it's happening that day. So I, wouldn't, I, I expect it. Tracks. it. Yeah. I figure it's going to be probably that day. I mean, if they if they push it to another week, if they release the following week like they did with Steve, then you're releasing a one-winged angel character on Christmas Eve. And that may not be the optics Nintendo are going for. Just to I guess. I mean, <laughs> also, having given people time to actually buy them, <laughs> have time That's to true. play all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Christmas Eve seems... <laughs> I don't think so either. Christmas. Uh, yeah. But uh, mm. no, man, I, I'm I'm glad to get. Yeah, we're all so hyped, and uh, we may even do our. I think Steve and Derek, we were thinking of doing our first team uh, stream for the patrons 
uh, upon Sephiroth's mm. release, correct? Well, yeah, so, where we actually play with the patrons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. As part of our executive producer tier, I believe it is, you, you get to play with us on multiplayer streams, and I think Sephiroth is probably the, the best way to kick that off. Yeah, so. yeah. I'd say so. Who is the yeah. best Seph? <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and I, I feel the like the core GBG crew probably makes for good ascending levels of difficulty. I'm easy. <laughs> Derek, yeah. Derek is, is normal nice. and Ash is, well, Ash is hard. I mean, yeah. he said it. that himself multiple times on various oh. streams. Oh, no, I've, I have five. I have, it's been a while since I've played against Ash, but... Oof. <laughs> I, I will admit that I'm a little out of practice. I haven't been playing as much uh, as usual lately, or as much as I'm usually able to, just because I've been so busy with, you know, other games we got to play. Age of Calamity, and I still want to make my way through Like a Dragon, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory. Just, I just need, I need time. I need to have like a, I need, I need to be Ultimecia, right? I need to become Ultimecia from FF8 <laughs> so I can compress time with a K and have all the time in the world to play these games. That I just can't get to. So, uh, one of these days, one of these days. But, uh, well, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to the news and uh, hey, get our Ash, first story up on the screen. Real real quick, I hate oh. to interrupt, but I no have worries. a piece of breaking news. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Breaking news. Patron, Loyal Crevice just edited their pledge from $10 up to 25 moving into the wow. executive producer oh, tier. Wow. Welcome, my friend. Just in time for the, <laughs> for the yeah. uh, gameplay we were yeah. just talking about. So, uh, I, I, thank I you gotta so much. say... Loyal Crevice has been on a roll lately. He's popped up in my, or they popped up in my streams over the weekend, being extremely generous with their donations during my streams. So, yeah, thank you once again so much, Loyal Crevice. You are uh, incredible, loyal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to say Crevice. I don't know. I don't know if that's a compliment. (laughs) But you Um, are a good friend. All right. Can one of you guys get that into the dock while I'm uh, going over the news? Yeah, I just want to make sure that. I don't. I can do that real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the, the interruption. I like to call those out the minute no. they happen. So those are always the best interruptions. By the way, it looks like we started a new hashtag, which is uh, might be unfortunate in this in this case. Hashtag Ashes Hardman. Oof. Wow. Oof. The, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. I think. Um, yeah. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our first news story of the day and get that up on screen. And that is, uh, this actually pertains to a story that we reported on on Friday about uh, Satoshi, or the Japanese voice actor for Satoshi in the Pokemon anime, a.k.a. Ash, uh, Rika Masumoto. Uh, She, basically, we were uh, reporting on how she had been accused by an aide of hers, or a, I guess, an assistant of hers, of essentially, what was it? Was it embezzlement? Embezzlement. Embezzlement, embezzlement, money meant for COVID and sort of taking the money for herself. But as it turns out, um, that story actually came from Friday Magazine, which is essentially a Japanese uh, tabloid publication. So you might want to take all that with a grain of salt. Uh, There's a whole Twitter thread that goes, goes, you know, kind of breaks down this magazine. And, you know, what we're looking at here are like, you know, the first few pages are a bunch of girls in bikinis. Apparently, around half the magazine is naked or nearly naked women in suggestive poses. Jeez. There's a three-page mm-hmm. spread on space art for some reason. This all comes uh, comes to us from Dagasu on Twitter, by Do- the way. Dogasu's Dogasu. backpack. They're pretty well known Dogasu's for comparing backpack. the differences yeah. between the Japanese and English uh, anime. Okay, cool. Um, so... Yeah, like there's also an art like uh, Dogs' Backpack says there's an article in the magazine about an actress who, oh my god, drank beer on the street, which is a totally legal thing to do in Japan. So this seems to be a, a magazine that is known for sensationalizing things, again, like a tabloid magazine would. So maybe best to take, we're not saying the Matsumoto story isn't true, but perhaps take it with a grain of salt because the, you know, consider the source, right? Uh, you guys have any thoughts on this? I hate tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I growing up and like I had a babysitter and she always collected the tabloids and I'd see the articles and I'd like, what the heck? Are, like, it's oh, and it's always about the same people about the same things yeah. and just like new ways to sensationalize it. it. Is man, I wish I was paid to lie. <laughs> <laughs> right, we could fix that. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is just paid to embellish the truth, right? And uh, or even if there is truth to embellish in this case. Um, it, did you had you heard about this, Damiani, b- beforehand? So I saw I saw it pop up in my Twitter feed about this happening, and it seemed a little outlandish at first. I was like, "Wait, the voice actor is in be- 
okay, this sounds just <laughs> too crazy to be true, but I guess we'll hear more about it. And then I saw this update and just made me think, you know, this makes sense. You know, coming from a tabloid, something mm. that specializes in celebrity gossip, this is what they want. It's just unverified right. claims that we're just going to publish it. We don't fact check. Here it is. We're throwing it out there because that's yeah. what people want. People sometimes want these fantasy things. That's why these things sold. But in an age like this, they're way more dangerous. And yeah. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's very irresponsible. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I did a, a click uh quick cursory glance at like their wiki entry and it's like they've had a few controversies in the past it seems so i don't know if this you know what the recourse will be over there in japan but yeah hopefully this doesn't follow the actor around because it it being untrue you know just because it was reported that that type of stuff just because someone said it about them it's gonna stick i hope it Mm -hmm. doesn't become a stigma for them i think this will yeah pass over pretty quickly i think and i think there was a chance of that in the first place just because she's been the character for how long now but yeah. now with, the, with this right. being highly suspect it's like okay i think we're good yeah god I, it's so funny oh go ahead steve no i was just gonna say there's there's like a part of me that could could see either one of these things being true like uh, a famous person being shitty is not like a doesn't no. surprise anybody, right? Like the more right. money you get, the the worse traits can come out of some people. Um, you know, and by and large, that seems to be the the rule rather than the exception. But um, also, we live in an era where fake news is is a very real thing. Like you know, mis disinformation, misinformation spreads like wildfire these days, and you don't have to look very far in any community to find people that peddle that kind of stuff. You know, like go on Twitter and find like you you can find 15 accounts that have tens of thousands of followers that just peddle baseless rumors about what Nintendo's mm-hmm. going to do next year. <laughs> so, yeah. you yeah. know, people people yeah. get quote unquote like you know they they gain notoriety doing this kind of stuff so it makes sense that people are also going to monetize that same kind of crap so you know um i i'd be willing to give you know this person rika matsumoto the the benefit of the doubt i'd like to give anybody the benefit of the doubt and just say hey you know until i see something verifiable from a trustworthy source maybe give this person a little bit of faith you know let rather than than setting out to kind of destroy someone who's done a lot of good work so far. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the particularly damaging thing about all this, you know, as you were saying, Steve, when, when rumors are spread about, you know, say Nintendo, like, oh, this is what, you know, what Nintendo's rumored to be doing, Switch Pro rumored to be coming out in March. People take that as gospel. People take it as fact. And then when Nintendo doesn't follow through, then somehow they're in the wrong. They're, mm-hmm. they're not delivering on what How they, could they promised, not do that? which they never promised anything. And, you know, and when you when you uh, extrapolate that and you uh, apply it to an individual, you know, we live in such a sensationalist clickbait culture that people will often just believe the first thing they hear about somebody. Oh, this famous person did something awful. They're going to assume that's true. And then they're not going to do the follow up work when it's possibly revealed that it wasn't true. So these things, as you guys are saying, are particularly uh, dangerous in today's day and age. And uh, if it isn't true, hopefully, uh, hopefully she it, you know, this either just falls by the wayside or if she's ex- exonerated or however that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet today um, from somebody that's partially related, partially unrelated about uh, just how infectious clickbait has become because she's a teacher and a lot of, uh, I guess, college students for their thesis statements, they were, basically making them sensationalized like you don't need to tease what it's going to be about just state what it's going to be about like what the content's going to be and it's that whole clickbait thing it's been kind of infected how people do titles nowadays and it's a little yeah (laughs) it's crazy also want to highlight uh, something Azran said uh, in the chat. It says, we need a oh, magazine that sensationalizes cats named after Symphonia characters. A Tabby Lloyd, if you will. That's oh my fantastic. God. I saw the same thing, and that is a, that's a great <laughs> A pun. Or a great S pun, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, well, with that said, let's move on to our next story and get that up on the screen. And this is actually a kind of a two-part story. So we found out on Sunday 
that uh, that well, Take Two had originally planned to purchase the the game developer Codemasters, and then EA, being EA, totally gate crashed that takeover and made a counter offer that that was apparently better than Take Two's. And fast forward to, di- to today, and now EA is officially acquiring Codemasters for one point two billion dollars. So. Yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing for fans of Codemasters games. I mean, this is EA, after all, and they may drown them out. Um, But I know, Steve, you played Dirt 5 recently, right? And you actually said you didn't like it very much, if I remember correctly. I was not impressed at all with Dirt 5. Um, Interesting. So, I mean, Microsoft sent over... Microsoft probably... I mean, it's the thing that if you asked me if I wanted it, it's absolutely what I would want. Um, But they sent over like just loads of games with Series X review units. Like I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 or so games, which means unless you're part of a larger team and you're all covering it, there's no way you're going to touch most of those games. So, you know, I started looking up like which ones do things that are really important. And I think Dirt was on the list of games that had 4K 120 support. And it was, at the time, like one of two games or three that supported that feature. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll try it. And the implementation was just real, real bad. Like, I mean, my my game would literally just pause and then catch up and then pause, like at regular intervals. Oof. And so I was just like, this is a cardinal sin in a racing game. <laughs> it's a cardinal sin yeah. in almost any game, but particularly in a racing game. Um, and... I mean, like, I, I read this story and I was just like, uh, Codemasters, okay. Like, I don't know. I'm struggling to think. Like, I'm sure Dirt has a lot of fans. I'm sure other Codemasters games. But I, it's one of those developers where when their name comes up, I really struggle to think of what they've done. Like, I, I really struggle so, to, like, so I've come up actually, with Actually, I've seen people ask in the chat, so I did a quick, uh, you know, wiki search on it. And for those the games, it's mainly a lot of racing games. And that's, mm. I figured that's what they, do, yeah. they did. But, you know, back in 2015, they apparently did Overlord, if anybody remembers that. Um, oh, I liked that. A lot that. of F1, Colin McRae Rally. It's a lot of adventure games, sometimes some tactical shooters. So kind of in EA's wheelhouse where they've done, they have they could be on Need for Speed or they could be on one of their shooters. They could, We got a new Medal of Honor direct, you know, studio yeah. if we want, or Battlefield. Um <sighs> Michael, and, Michael Phone in yeah. the chat, real quick, says, Papa EA, where are we going? And if you haven't oh, seen the no. comic, it's real, <laughs> oh, <man>. real grim. <laughs> like, it's it's basically like, it's stick figures, but it's like, that question is asked, and he leads them to, like, a room, and there's just a bunch of bodies, and it's all these studios that EA's shut down. <laughs> and, and it yeah. says something like, sometime in, in the next two years, or something like that. Which is unfortunate, but I, I hope I don't like to see any developer get shut down, but I also, I don't know. I don't have strong feelings about Codemasters one way or the other. Yeah, what about you, Damiani? Do you have any particular love or lack thereof for Codemasters? Unfortunately, uh, for this one, you picked the you picked the wrong ally for this one. Uh, <laughs> no Daniel worries. Bloodworth is our resident racing person. He actually has been spending a lot of time in Dirt Five. Um, I don't think. He has a glowing opinion of it at the moment, mm-hmm. but in terms of Codemasters, anytime Codemasters came around, it's like it's racing game. Even back at game trailers, the Codemaster code come mm-hmm. in. Oh, it's probably F one or like a, <laughs> a call. Was it Colin? Colin McRae. Yeah, Rally. like something yeah. that was yeah. the old one that they used to do. And I think I even went to a Codemasters event at one point for one of those games as well for a preview event. <laughs> so I imagine, yeah, EA just wants to you know bolster its portfolio by bringing in you know some some racing games that have, have those come out on a yearly cycle it's just interesting how much the price tag is for it uh the yeah. the, 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 the value that, that the, seems like the, a reported lot. yeah this yeah, seems like a lot of, i'm not, it I'm, does. I'm not this is not my wheelhouse but man that's a lot of money I mean, yeah, one yeah, been, apparently they've been around since 86. So they, they've been like making their first game was on the Amiga. So the Codemasters has been around for a long time. Well, if I remember but, correctly, the bids started around 700 million and, and just mm-hmm. escalated from there. And I, I can't imagine that, you know, EA didn't have some kind of report on, on how much their ceiling was for this purchase. Like, so they have to believe they're worth the $1.2 billion they paid. But yeah, it just seems like an absurdly high number for a studio yeah. that doesn't produce like AAA, you know, like games that everyone talks about. Like one that flies relatively under the radar. 
Yeah, right. I can only I'm only imagine that maybe EA is not happy with the Need for Speed franchise, and they want mm. to do something new with it, and so maybe this, they want to bring in Codemasters to take. I don't know. That's one thing you can think of is because yeah. how valuable Need for Speed is for EA. That's like one of their biggest series. Uh, but you know, maybe trying to like kickstart it a bit. This is something they see, or maybe they have maybe they have an entirely different plan. I don't know. As you said, they mm-hmm. did make some shooters with a. And uh, the, the Overlord series that they have as well, so it's like maybe they have other plans for it. Just who who knows? It's just like man, that's that's a lot of money, and I wouldn't be surprised though if we we do hear something about it. If they're spending that much money, you're probably going to hear about a project from EA. You get one of those dev diaries, probably like next year. Watch, yeah. uh, whatever watch, watch is me. next year, dev diary, EA dev diaries. I got it. A, a more realistic Super Bomb Bad Racing. Since they has, he has to start oh, license. Wow. Yes. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, yeah. That that said, they might might need to inject some life into Need for Speed because apparently a new game came out pretty recently, and I heard I saw nobody oh, talk about it. Same. Yeah, I didn't hear same. much chatter about it at all. And that was a ser- that was a series. Regardless of whether you're into it or not, you heard about it. It mm-hmm. was talked about. So yep. that 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 seems like a problem they might need to address, and this might be the solution. Yeah. Need for Speed so weird. I feel like I, I, I obviously I know it's not true, but I feel like I heard about Need for Speed Hot Pursuit coming out so many times over. Like I feel like that name just kept coming up, like Hot Pursuit specifically. I just feel like I kept hearing about it, even after it came out. And they just, I don't know. I just feel like I kept hearing that name, and oh, okay. it just never. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, Pir- um, Pirate Jake oh. says it was a remaster of Hot Pursuit on PS3, which I do have and did enjoy because that was made okay. by. Um, Forget the developers. The guys who did Burnout, so that's why I was so excited for it. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, like you, Steve, I had to even – Codemasters is one of those developers where I'm not – you know, I'm only vaguely aware by heart of what they've done. So I had to look up their gameography on Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're the racing huh. the racing game guys who aren't, you know, Bandai Namco and, any, you know, anyone else who's doing it, EA. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, Dirt 5, Dirt 4. But what's interesting is I actually want to check out Dirt 5 because, as I understand it, I did a little research – and apparently Dirt 4 and below were all more on, like, the racing sim end, where I guess Dirt 5 kind of threw all that out the window and doubles down on the arcade racer angle. And you guys know I'm a huge fan of arcade racers. So I've obviously I've heard from you that it's not very good and from some others in the chat who are like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but I am curious because arcade racers are, you know, they're not very common these days. So maybe there's something I, there, but, uh, yeah. I will go back now that it's out. Now that the console's out and ah. updates are out, and see if they've pulled it together. But yeah, in in pre-release, it was running pretty poorly, so that could gotcha. change. But with you know fourteen other games to cover, I just decided not to. <laughs> so. Totally understand. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our next story and get that up on screen. And this pertains to the big N, and uh, this is exciting. Nintendo just today announced their next Indie World presentation, and it's going to happen tomorrow at. 9 a.m. Pacific, which I'm personally not happy about because I'm not a morning person, but hmm. we'll be there and it's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, Indie World. Indie World is always fun. <laughs> I always look forward to seeing what they're going to show in each new one. And uh, Damiani, I think let's let's have you take this first because obviously I'm on friend code with you most often and uh, you're a Nintendo guy. So what's your take on this? Um, I think the expectation is... I mean, it's good that they're having another one. I'm glad they gave us a little bit of a heads up. Usually at the Indie Worlds, they don't just they don't just drop these day of. They do give a little bit of a heads up. That's right. kind of nice. They do usually happen early in the morning, generally. So, you know, <laughs> that's what you got to deal with. But I think yeah. a lot of the talk that seems to be going on on social media is hoping and maybe suggestive that uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song might make a, a, a grand a entrance here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact... <laughs> We were kind of talking about how we're going to approach this coverage, and uh, we are we had to prepare for a contingency. It there's the slight potential it might be shadow dropped because Nintendo did right. list it at the beginning of the year as a 2020 title. Obviously, that infographic was a pre-COVID infographic, so obviously the development might have been affected by the pandemic. However, if it stayed on track, you know we are in the waning months of the year, and who knows? This might be the time for it to steal a spotlight. It's only 15 minutes long. Uh, so it's a bit on the shorter side, and uh, I, I could see them giving a, a good amount of time for this presentation to Hollow Knight Silk Song, and uh, culminating with a "Hey, it'll be available later today" or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I saw that. I think the evidence people are using is that the developers of Hollow Knight retweeted the event, and that's usually Teacher, a yeah. Oh, yeah. big sign. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that seems like Definitely. I still need to play the original Hollow Knight. I have it, played a little bit of it, and I need oh, to man. just yes. finish it. So it's it's right on there. Um, I don't. I, I, a lot of people are expecting release dates, at least in the chat here. Which yeah. makes sense. There's, I don't know if we're going right. to get many new ones. This might be a little bit of like, hey, here's Silk Song. Hey, here's a more a wider spread idea that Double Dragon Neon's coming out on the 21st. Hey, here's the uh, you know these other ones. I think somebody in the chat suggested uh, Shovel Knight Dig. Which yeah. is that the mm. puzzle one, Ash, that we played? No, that's uh, Pocket Dungeon. Shovel Knight Dig oh. is the randomly generated, generated or procedurally yeah. generated one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I the thing about that is I would love to see a release date or more info on Shovel Knight Dig and especially Cyber Shadow, but because Yacht Club has their own directs now, they kinda do their own just, you know, Yacht Club presents, yep. which is essentially a Yacht Club direct. I feel like if they're gonna announce those dates, it's gonna be in one of their own presentations. Um Yeah, but they also get way more eyes. With yeah, Nintendo. that's true too. Yeah, they do. Um, I really want to see more on Cyber Shadow. A release date or a new trailer or something. Mm. I am so hyped for it's that. So game. much fun yes. to play. Yeah, Silk, I Silk am Song so and, excited for that game. Silk Song and Cyber cool. Shadow are pretty much the two things I'm really interested in. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I watch these for info on games I haven't been that haven't been on my radar. That's my primary, right. you know, uh, purpose watching these because they do a good job of highlighting games I haven't heard of yet, and then those become games that I'm eagerly anticipating later on. So as long as there's at least one really cool new thing, then I'll be happy. But Man, yeah. if Silk Song dropped, I that would be huge. Yeah. Oh no, it would be. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's the big, that's the golden goose, right? Every indie world we've had, every developer showcase we've had, people are like, Silk Song, where's Silk Song? And it feels like it's been been in development forever. And of course, I'm sure it's going to be worth the wait. But that's the big. Uh, I think that's the one everyone's watching for tomorrow. Um, but one more game I'd really like to hear something about is Axiom Verge Two. Yep. We know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I loved the first Axiom Verge, despite some uh, little issues, minor issues I had with it. But uh, we, all we know is that it's coming. We got that one trailer, yeah. which served as the reveal, and that's it. We haven't heard anything. So hopefully Tom Happ has been able to... Uh, that's his name, right? Tom Happ, I think? I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, has been able to make some progress and, and show us an updated look at the game. But uh, either way, I'm sure it'll be worth it when it does arrive. But yeah, tomorrow Indie World should be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious what they're going to actually show off because they only have 15 minutes. But I expect like maybe one or two shadow drops with most of these games coming out in January, maybe March, maybe even by summer. Yeah, and for mm-hmm. for the folks asking in the chat if we're streaming this, yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. As, as I'm yeah. sure the easy allies are as well. <laughs> well, about yes. that. Uh, <laughs> 9 a.m. in early morning lately does not seem to work. Uh, agree with a lot of us. The, here's the funny thing. I was going to bring this that. up is that what do you think they're they will have a surprise in store for us. That seems to be the trick to Indie World showcases, whether or not they have that one last thing, one more thing moment. And we've seen, as a, for the Allies specifically, we've seen to have missed the ones people <laughs> want us to react to live. And then uh-huh. we watch the ones where they don't really have that moment. So we mm. haven't had a great track record when it comes to that. Uh, I don't think, especially after the Game Awards, I don't think they're going to have a big surprise. Might, maybe a new indie game is revealed that we didn't know about, but I don't think like that uh, that uh, the, the Metroid 2D game being worked on by an indie developer dream that people you know, want to happen is going to yeah, happen during this. Oh, no. Something like that pipe no. dream is not going to happen. I think Hollow Knight, uh, Silk Song would be like the biggest finish they do. So... But yeah, I guess to ask the three of you, do you, do you, I mean, do you think there's any chance there's some kind of surprise there, or do you think it's just going to be updates on things we've seen and then maybe Hollow Knight, the big reveal? I think probably the latter makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, nothing too crazy. Maybe probably just a bunch of release dates before, hey, here's, here's Silk Song. Uh, I have seen people in the chat discuss the possibility of another Nintendo indie crossover. and Which is always possible. Always or even a Cadence of Hyrule Cadence. sequel, although there was DLC. I yeah. Think, I think yeah. they're out of surprises for this year, like of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of... I think 2021 is going to be a year that Nintendo fires on all cylinders, but I feel like this is this is the last hurrah for a year that was pretty I, good. Not, not their I best, mean, but pretty good. They might have something for January, you know. 
just like, hey, yeah. here's something cool coming in January that you can be excited for. Oh, I, I think there will be something that most people will agree is cool. I'm just saying it, I don't think it's going to be like Cadence of Hyrule level surprise. Sure. Like, I don't think we're mm-hmm. getting a Nintendo slash indie crossover. But everything I've said so far since starting GVG has been wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they, yeah, there you go. All right, there nice. we go. I'm uh, kind of, I always yeah. hold out hope. Oh, go ahead, Dami, no, go ahead. I was going to point oh, okay. out two things that their, their biggest announcements were usually around GDC and PAX for those Indie World showcases. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I, I always kind of hope uh, hold out hope that there will be some sort of surprise Indie Creates announcement because I love Indie Creates. And, and yes. uh, they, they mm-hmm. love to shadow drop things. They love to, like, t- show people something for the first time ever and then release it on the same day. Kind of like Blaster Master Zero 2 happened, I think. Oh, so, game. Uh, such a good game. Such too. a good game. And they, and they leave it open for such a huge, like, uh, like, there's such a huge cliffhanger. I need Blaster Master Zero 3 in my life. So I always hold out hope that there will be some sort of, you know, surprise Indie Creates announcement. Either even just DLC for one of their existing games. Although, now that I bring them up, it does feel like it's about time for uh, some Azure Striker Gunvolt 3 info. Because all we got was that reveal. So, we have the key art, and we have a really early trailer. So, it feels like maybe about time to get some new information. And I love Gunvolt, so that would be I haven't played Gunvolt since the first. Oh, yeah. Gunvolt 2 is great. Definitely check that out if you... uh, Although, I mean, of course, Derek, you probably, as we all do, have about 500 other games to play already. I mean, I'll be uh, honest. The next big... Like, after Hades, the next big indie game I'll probably play is is Hollow Knight. So... Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Well, it's... uh, And in terms of your question, Damiani, if there are any... If I think there will be any big surprises. I mean, it has been a long time since our last Smash character reveal. So, Fighters Pass 9, Shantae, put it Mm. in the books. Yeah, obviously. No. Um, you, but you know there will be people out there like, where's Smash? And unironically, too. There will be people out there be like, no, Smash. Garbage direct. Garbage anymore. Uh, yep. Where's Smash? Yeah. Uh, again, um, that goes right back to what we were talking about earlier, the previous news story about like Nintendo enthusiasts generally like assuming things are, should be the way they should be, and then when they don't turn out that way, you know, they how get dare really they? Upset. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I don't know. I missed who brought it up. Um, oh, Itiono Ben uh, th- brought up 30XX, uh, possibility of that showing up. Maybe, but I think we're still, like, we played that back at PAX East Ash, and it was fun. Yeah. But it's still but it was very, very early. Very early. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot I of fun, don't think we'll see 30XX, but I'm, I want to play that with you, Ash. If we, if we can get uh, dual codes for that, we can play through as X and Zero. Even oh, though so the cool. character names, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if they if they ever do like a, if they are doing a PC version of that game, which they probably are, you know somebody's going to mod X and Zero into it. Like that's, that would be one of the first thing people do. Um, Azran One Two Seven is on a roll today with the puns. They say we need more Pulsen in Gunvolt, some DLC called Asher Striker Gunvolt, if you will. You, you know. are on a roll today. Oh, boy. Azran One Two Seven has has also has has also been on a roll in a significantly different way. Uh, they just edited their pledge from five dollars all the way up to Ooh. twenty-five, moving what? the live audience up to wow. executive producer. Who, who, I don't who have a this? pun for that. Just thank you. That's Azran who is this one again? two seven. Uh, I gotta put it. Azran one two seven. Oh, they did. Wow, they are in a yeah. roll. Yeah, Jeez. thank you so much, Azran. Wow. Jeez. I, I had the phone in frame waiting for the right opportunity for you there, Azran. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting for waiting for a for a good segue for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they perfect. Are. Well, we need to, to to report on Indie World more often if that's what happens when we, when yeah. we do so. <laughs> maybe, this is why you, maybe this is why Easy Allies needs to stream <laughs> Indie World yeah. as yeah. well. They're exactly. to break the curse. <laughs> yeah, let's let's tell one of the most successful Patreons on all of the internet how to, how we do things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so oh goodness! But I, yeah. I'm that's I'm fair. excited for Indie World. They're they're usually fun. We got neat things like uh, Spirit Fairer last time. I think. Yeah. And right. Um, Spirit Fair is so good. It really is. I, I, I need to go back that. and finish it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I need to just go and play it. I've heard so many good things from you, especially, Derek. So one of these days, right? Um, yeah. But moving on from Indie World, let's go ahead and get our next uh, uh, news story up on screen. And this is unfortunately a lot less exciting. Uh, this has to do with the continued absolute dumpster fire of a launch that has been Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and CD Projekt Red just this morning issued an apology uh, to players for Cyberpunk's poor performance on PS4 and Xbox One and has even offered refunds for those who purchased the last-gen version of the game. 
However, now Sony and apparently Microsoft, although I haven't seen anything specifically about Microsoft, but at least Sony is denying those refunds despite CDPR offering them. So people are pissed, and Sony's basically telling people, hey, wait for some wait for the performance patches coming in in January and February and deal with it, essentially. Yeah. Which... Oof. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like uh, CD Projekt Red offered this without clearing it with Sony and my, yeah. Microsoft. It was just like, yeah, yeah, we refunds. Like, wait, what? I don't know. Yeah, I they meant to do this. I, I don't think it was like they forgot to. I think this is intentional. Honestly, oh, I think so. Put too. the pressure yeah, on their, them. Their apology clearly says like turn to Microsoft, Sony. If not, you can contact us, and we'll see. It says we'll try to do something about it, like on your behalf, and. Is, I think early enough people were saying they were getting refunds from Sony by calling the reporting that the software was faulty. But I think Sony probably saw the huge influx plus this messaging now. It's yep. like, ah, wait a second, no. Especially when they say they're patching. This isn't our fault. This is their fault. They made a faulty game, but it's like, well, you also certify it. But it's like, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's becoming yeah. another one of another big mess for you know this launch. That's been kind of a big mess of its in its in and of itself. And I just think they're passing – CD Projekt Red's kind of passing the buck along here by trying to, like, save face. Like, oh, no, we're going to do a good thing here. Like, we understand these versions are be- – you know, there's a problem with them. We have a roadmap to fix them. And in the meantime, if you don't want to wait for that, here's your refund. But the fine print says yeah. you might not actually get your refund. You might be stuck mm. with your purchase. Basically making themselves yeah. look like the good guys as much as possible. Try, try anything they can yeah. to get a positive spin because uh, I saw the Metacritic user score is – I think it's down like a two point seven, which oh wow, certain, certainly uh, way lower than the bad reviews that people were complaining about before the game launched. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a shame, and I, I you know you guys know how I am. I I usually like to, to try to give developers the benefit of the doubt because game development is hard, and, and a lot of people don't realize just how difficult it is, especially the people who complain the loudest. But I have to say, even this first sentence of their apology. Sounds suspicious to me. I'm going to read it really quick. It says, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. There is no way that that wasn't intentional. Yeah, exactly. No way. Look how they sent out review codes. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah, you're right, Derek. Yeah, how they, like, no one got base version codes whatsoever. Do you see what OpenCritic had to do? They put a warning message, a disclaimer yeah, yeah. on there saying these don't these scores do not reflect these base versions, and they're going to leave that up there like to inform people. They're basically mm-hmm. making everyone else do the job for them because they they tried their best to hide and keep this information away from everybody until it was too late. And it's yeah. yes, you, how do you do that without doing that as a calculated move? To be fair, I, exactly. And- the the situation surrounding cyberpunk and review codes was one of the strangest I've encountered in the decade that I've been doing this. Um, so we were promised, like GVG was promised, like at our inception, like, hey, yeah, well, you guys are going to get cyberpunk review code. You guys are all good, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool, fine. Let And I let it go. And then I started realizing, like, other people were working on reviews and I hadn't heard anything. So I reached out to my contact. Um... And if you're unfamiliar, like CD Projekt Red does some of their own PR, and then they also have like agencies that they work with to distribute code to other people. And apparently, CDPR decided not to uh, not to give uh, codes to the agencies they worked with, and to cherry pick a handful of outlets that they chose to work with. Right? And again, there's nothing theoretically wrong with that, but it also meant that they highly controlled the narrative on review day like way more so than most companies do so reviews came out for the pc version only and typically running on very well specced out machines <laughs> like nobody nobody mm. hopped in with yeah. a gtx 680 and tried this you know like everybody had a good hardware rig to run this on um and yeah the console nobody as far as i know literally nobody played the console version of this game until like the night before it came out and that was a big problem like i i started streaming it and fortunately i feel bad because i streamed it on a ps5 so it ran 60 fps albeit not looking nearly as good as pc and i was like oh cyberpunk runs great you know i'm talking about the whole time like (laughs) it runs fantastic and then i started seeing people and i just assumed 
that, you know, because it was the PS4 version of Cyberpunk running on my PS5, that it ran roughly as well as it would on a PlayStation 4. And that was wrong. And so yeah. look, looking mm-hmm. back at it, it, it really was very disingenuous to, like, not show yeah. that, hey, this thing runs at, like, 15 FPS on a PS4. And you're going to be lucky if the thing doesn't crash within 30 minutes of you starting. So that that is definitely bad definitely like a not very good situation and i wish that they would have been more honest with this but i feel like this is kind of a result of a publisher that was hitherto unknown having like one really successful game and then people wildly anticipating the next game after that because of how good the witcher 3 in this case was people were like witcher 3 was awesome these guys are making a new game i can't wait and i think they just kind of didn't realize what they were in for to a degree but, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely some deceptive marketing going on here. Well, in a few ways, it's not dissimilar to what uh, Bioware had been going through of late. You know, they, they delivered so tremendously with the Mass Effect trilogy and the earlier Dragon Age games. But then they've really go- gone downhill uh, <laughs> quite a bit since then with Mass Effect Andromeda. And uh, I know people are really excited about the new Mass Effect they teased during the Game Awards. I know I am because it appears to show Liara and maybe take place in the OG universe. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there are some similarities there, and um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with Cyberpunk, but this has been, as I said, a dumpster fire of a launch for so many different reasons, and, you know, I mean, it's it's easy to make fun of because CDPR, you know, are, are kind of a problematic company uh, in certain ways anyway, but I feel, you know, of course, I always feel bad for the developers, you know, on the people in the actual trenches who spent, what, eight years of their life on this game? Eight years of their yeah. lives on this I game. Mean, I, I hate that. For there's them. that whole thing. Another part we didn't talk about with the bonuses. Yeah, I remember reading about this in magazines back in the day, where bonuses were tied to how well the game reviewed. Which, no, don't do that to reviewers. Yeah, that's that's messed <laughs> where, up. Where, like, if yeah. you give this game a bad review, all of a sudden you're dooming these employees to not get their bonuses just because I mean, you didn't like their game. To be which sure. they did reverse again. But CD Projekt Red is continually showing themselves. Well, they're showing their ass all the time. Like, they just don't, <laughs> yeah. can't get anything right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, it, well, currently yeah. it looks like it's sitting at a 90 on Metacritic, which is pretty high for a game with this many problems. But I think it also kind of speaks PC to the curated version. nature of the Yeah, reviews. based on PC version. Right. Oh, yeah. So, over the weekend, I decided to pick up the PC version because I'd been talking to uh, John from Digital Foundry. And he sent me over screenshots of how the game ran on his PC. And I was like, this is... It it looks like the difference between a PS4 and a PS5 game. Like, it's huge. And sure enough, I started playing it. And I I had to really, really fuss with it to get it working in the first place on my computer. But once I did, it, it looks a world apart from the console versions. It's almost embarrassing how much better it looks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This speaks to two things you're already alluding to, like in, in the, the how much time they've been working on this game, the development team, and all the all, all the stories that came out about the crunch about it, and yet we're still seeing these problems. Where the obvious writing on the wall was, you should have delayed this game sooner, and you should have mm-hmm. delayed it much longer out, and you should have given the teams enough time to finish this game and have the pro- proper amount of time to polish it. This reeked of you trying to cash in by a certain time because of other, well, who knows, like outside pressure, investor, whatever the heck their financial structure is. I'm not familiar with how CD Projekt Red is funded over there, but as we know with all development studios that they have their fiscal calendars, fiscal years, games have to come out and certain, there's so much pressure for a game to come out at a certain time. That is, you know, the dangers of that, you know, sticking to those schedules and sticking to the, the that, that kind of, you know, approach to game development and honestly, this is a this is another instance, an example, a shining example of is there any truth to developing games for older hardware, holding back next generation games or games from reaching their true potential? And I think Cyberpunk might be that first game where like this game had no chance of ever really running yep. on base hardware. Like, yeah. No matter how much time they give them, this it isn't happening. Be, like yeah. this happen. should they should have yeah. just. Ripped off that band, it said it's just coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Sorry, PS4 and Xbox One users, you're out of luck. It's just yeah. not going to yeah. look good enough or run good enough. It just can't happen. And now these developers are stuck crunching to get patches out. So, 
It kind of reminds me, uh, in, in a much less severe sense, of course, but it kind of reminds me of the No Man's Sky situation where they seemingly released something they knew was not living up to what they had promised and, and directly ran counter to, in, in fact, to what they had promised. So, Dami, I agree with you. I mean, there's no way they didn't know going in that people were not going to be happy with the last-gen yeah. versions. And it would have been much, uh, much more kosher of them to just cancel them outright and take the hit early on and be honest, I think, than now, than now forcing their team to crunch post-release Honestly. and try to fix the game. So, you know, and not even just the past-gen version or the last-gen version, but also the other problems that are endemic to every version of the game, like the clipping, which I guess they've already released a fix for. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, and, nice and the to... uh, epilepsy thing. And, you know, there's so much to these these poor people have to work on. And the game's out now, so... It's a shame, but, uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story and get that up on screen. And this is a pretty quick one, uh, just a a fun little thing that uh, this actually came out on Friday. The Twitter account for Funimation uh, posted an eight-second video at 3 p.m. on the dot on Friday, uh, basically suggesting that a Switch app is is in the works for Funimation. Uh, So they didn't say anything other than... Or, or oh, do anything apparently other than post Apparently it might be more information because Rob Arman oh. X says it comes out tomorrow. Yep. Oh, then I guess oh, maybe that tomorrow, just came out yeah. today. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for the heads up, uh, Arman X. But yeah, so it comes out tomorrow. Um, I don't hear good things about Funimation's streaming service, though. I hear there's a lot of buffering. They, a lot of good content, but it runs about as well as Disney+, Plus. in my experiences with Disney+. Plus. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Disney+, Plus Disney runs Plus really works well. well for me, actually. Yeah. Disney, I, I, I use Disney+, yeah. Plus on the PlayStation 4, and it, oh. it takes oh. so long to load things oh, okay. up, and meanwhile, Netflix is like that. I see. Um, Funimation on PC, when I watch, watch it on uh, app or wherever, also has the same issue. Sometimes they have to just refresh in order for my list to show up uh, for it, but... It's nice to actually have more of these types of apps down there, and Funimation is apparently a bit more valuable right now because they just acquired uh, Crunchyroll, so tons right. of anime. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, a really, really, really good match. Like, I, I typically use the Funimation app for old-school Dragon Ball, and I will use Crunchyroll mm-hmm. for more, like, contemporary stuff. Um, right. That said, I, I do agree with you, Derek, that the Funimation app on PS4 sucks like it is so bad yeah. and slow and janky and hard to use um and and maybe you know i don't know the disney plus performance because disney plus is built into every tv i have in my house somehow so <laughs> i just use like the built-in app on the tv and i wish that we'd get something like that but um as a, I imagine this is a really cool announcement for either people that travel a lot with their switch or for younger kids that don't have uninterrupted access to a TV in their home, like, but have a switch, right? Like, cause I can't imagine that I'd want to really watch anime on my switch that much. Um, cause right. there's way too many cool games that I want to play on my switch. <laughs> um, like if my switch is on, I'm playing a game on it, but, um, I do think it's, it's cool that the switch is finally getting some media apps for people. Like I would love to be able to tell my kid, like, uh, you know, my, my daughter loves Dragon Ball, and so I'd love for her to be able to just watch it on her Switch in handheld mode as opposed to taking up a whole TV, you know, just to just to watch that. So, eh, I don't know. It's a cool announcement, but I'm not, like, hyped for it or anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge anime fan myself, but, I, but I've never really felt the need to subscribe to, to Funimation. Like, I mean, I know I, I, Netflix doesn't have everything, and neither does Hulu, but I gotta say, Netflix and Hulu both have such a wide-ranging selection of anime, both subbed and dubbed, that I feel like I'm well-served by them, that I don't really need Crunchyroll or now Funimation. So I don't personally see a lot of value in this, even as an anime fan, but for those who do have a Funimation subscription, that's great. And, uh, you know, hopefully the the app works well. Does My Hero come out on Hulu? Because that's why I got Funimation. (laughs) It's I don't know if it's on Hulu. I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. That's the thing. I I don't think I've ever seen My Hero on Netflix, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on there, but I think the, you're bringing up the point about uh, Funimation being on there and like having uh, obviously Funimation being on there and anime and stuff like that being like they, their tweet I saw today. Actually, uh, I saw a link from something from you guys. Actually, maybe it was in one of your Discord channels. Uh, the tweet said uh, a line says the first 
uh, first anime app or something like the, the first major anime app on Switch or whatever. Uh, we were the first to bring anime to Switch or something, and I shared that with, with, with some of the allies. And Bloodworth pointed out like that's really the they're gonna go with the line the first thing to bring anime to Switch. That's like one of their <laughs> taglines. And I was like, I was uh-huh. thinking about it. I was like, I know what? I wonder if that's a subtle dig at Netflix. Netflix mm. not being on there and Netflix being a major yeah, now being. one of their major competitors yep. uh, since be, the acquisition yeah. of Crunchyroll. Uh, and so it's not like it's now it's Sony, Funimation, Crunchyroll, uh, all together over there buying it from AT and T. I I can't help but wonder if that's the case there. It wasn't like to be like cute. Yep. It was you know, hey, <laughs> where are you, Netflix? We have we have big anime catalog. Two pieces of breaking news. One that is actual Ooh. news, by the way. Okay. Nintendo okay. of America just tweeted five more titles are coming to the SNES and N- and NES oh. Nintendo Switch Online collection on the 18th. Uh, for the Super nice. NES, we're getting Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's ah, Double Trouble. Nice. Oh my gosh, it finally Factor, happened. Super Valis 4, which I'm personally hyped for. I actually really like the Valis series. Tough Enough, and uh, for the NES, we are getting Nightshade. That just okay. happened. I so need to look these up. There, There's that. And then uh, we also have a new $10 patron, just brand new to the GVG community. Uh, ben Frick. So if you're watching the show, Ben Frick, I'm sorry I don't Thank know you. your uh, username, but uh, welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Uh, Thank you so for, much, Thanks ben for Frick. Jo- signing up. Yeah, if you're here. <laughs> it, I mean, if you're not here, thanks anyway. But <laughs> Well, oh, I... That's actually kind of cool. The trailer for the D- D- uh, DKC3 shows the code to how to have the bonus room's holiday theme since it's coming out around Christmas. Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's cool. Very nice. I love that. I forgot about that. Um, I know one of our one of our fans and patrons who is incredibly happy right now at that announcement being Kitty yeah. Kong Facts, of course. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, funny. Well, enjoy enjoy your moment, Kitty Kong, Kitty Kong Facts. This one's for you. Um, but no, it's honestly, it's I mean, DKC three. It's even it, it isn't as good as DKC two. I still think it is a quite a good game. I think it's maybe uh, it's dogpiled on maybe a little bit too much. Kitty himself mm. is not. Kitty himself is trash. But the game he's in. <laughs> um, not not so bad, not so bad. I mean, hey, it really should. Kid- I've said this before. It really should have been Donkey and Dixie for this game, right? Right. I mean, you know, Kitty Kong facts. No, I'm no. Uh, he they know that I'm no fan of Kitty Kong. So me me calling him trash is okay. I think, but uh, but no, honestly, DKC three is a good game, and to have the entire trilogy on SNES Online now, I think is really cool. So. Uh, that's and that's the, I I know most of the other games in that lineup, but Nightshade I think you said I have not heard of that on the NES. So I'm looking forward to checking out the trailer and seeing what the uh, what at least that game is about. I think I know the others. I yeah. Oh, I've, um, I've, hmm? I've Nightshade is a point and click adventure game on NES, so it's sort oh, of a well, weird yeah. hidden gem, I guess. Oh, okay. Don't know if I, I thought of that was that. I looked it up and I was like, yep, that's exactly what I thought it was. And oh. okay. I, I, All right. They go for interesting choices for the for the thing. That's for sure. But yeah. as Pyro Jake says, it is really cool they actually finished the DKC trilogy. Yeah. No, it really is. Um, all right. Well, it was some fun breaking news on both fronts. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, well, I don't know, Steve. Do we have a screen for this, or are we just playing it super safe for this? Uh, we have a, we have a screen, but it's it's okay. Just, well, let's, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And uh, this is an, unfortunately a bit of a downer. Um, to, to end on, but at least we're going to frame it in a positive public service announcement way. And that is for those of you who are looking forward to Resident Evil 8, a.k.a. Resident Evil Village, whatever you prefer, uh, be beware of spoilers, and I mean serious spoilers, because the Capcom ransomware, ransomware leak has struck again, and now uh, Resident Evil 8's entire story has been revealed, it's been leaked onto the internet, uh, multiple cutscenes from the game are available online now, uh, including the full ending. So we... Well, we don't know because we haven't looked into them. Yeah, and we're not going to tell. Yeah, we're staying far away. We're not going to tell you where to find this. We're not going to even endorse that you do. We just want you to know that if you're looking forward to the game, be very careful. Uh, As we understand it, um, everything is out there, so be very careful. Uh, And that's really all we have to say about that, right? Unless you guys have anything to add. You know, I, I think it, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks that stuff like this it happened. It sucks that this yeah. leak is probably going to keep going. Um, 
I mean, on the upside, there are some things that came out of it that I that I was happy to hear, like Street Fighter Six is a thing, you know, stuff like that. Right. But I, I probably don't I'm, want to say many more of those ransomware things just to keep the surprises for people who are yeah, avoiding it. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Figured everybody knew that one already. But, no, no, yeah, I've, I've actually made it a point not to look at these ca- the Capcom stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond um, a few things uh-huh. here and there. I don't actually know where to find any of this stuff, and I'm kind of proud of that fact. But it. Yeah. it it sucks because we all know that game companies plan things out years in advance. Like we all know that, you know, they don't wake up one day and say, Hey, let's release a new Zelda in two years, guys. <laughs> like, you know, they, they've probably been planning for, you know, to take this out of the context of Capcom. Nintendo's probably been planning breath of the wild two since before breath of the wild one wrapped. And so it's right. just kind of sad to know that, you know, we now kind of have, have this far of a look into the future and that stuff like this will probably keep coming. This probably isn't the last we've heard of this leak. No, so, um, yeah. you know, it, it I, sucks I, for all the people that are working so hard. But um, fortunately, it's not. You, you kind of have to go looking for it to get a lot of the uh, stuff that people are talking about. Yeah, I, do feel I mean, it, thankfully, because I'm, so, I'm sure you didn't to look into it too much. I'm sorry. How did you feel about it? Because I'm sure you you've stayed away from this as well. Yeah, uh, we, we've we've covered the, the fact that it has happened. We've talked about it a few times. My general thoughts is I'm not I'm not a personal fan of people who leak the existence of a game to spoil the surprise, um, and and spoiling like story details stuff like that. That's just like scummy. Mm. It doesn't really do anyone any good. Yeah. Um. So this this situation is pretty just trash. And, and I, I've heard. I mean, I one I've not looked at some. I looked at a few of the things at the beginning because I thought it was just like some. I didn't know what it really was, and I was like. Oh, this is starting to get bigger. I should stop looking at this now. Because yeah. Maybe this is, and, and it started to line up with some things I'd heard. I was like, okay, this, this, some of this is. Oh, this isn't supposed. To, okay, I'm out of here. But the thing I wanted to say is that I also kept hearing that like there was more than just game t- details being part of this ransomware, which that's like super shitty. It's part of my language there. Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. allowed to use. Very, oh, you're fine. Uh, cursing oh, and swearing on here, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that like anything that dives into like personal information and like threatening people's livelihoods and stuff that that's. That's not cool at all. Uh, I'm I'm cool with leaks that expose or, or exposing something that needs to be brought to light, uh, yeah. like stuff we've seen this past year. That's absolutely the good type of stuff, or things the cool stuff like you'd see like on the cutting room floor, or you know like did you know gaming stuff like that where it's this is you would never have heard about this canceled project unless so and so leaked like the prototype. That stuff I'm cool with and I love as long yeah. as it's through legal means. Yeah. That Nintendo leak yeah. earlier this year was amazing, but. The, <laughs> the, 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 the exactly. circumstances yeah. around it were mm, eh, it a little weird yeah. to touch that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go for it. I was okay, going to read something sure. from the chat. No, yeah. So the the hard part about this is, as a fan, some of this stuff is really exciting, right? Like knowing these things as purely as a fan can be really exciting. Like you mentioned, Damiani, the Nintendo leak. Like I was devouring that while simultaneously wrestling with the fact that I probably should not be looking at this stuff based on how it came about. But it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Yoshi used to have a beak. Like, I, I don't know why I needed to know this, but I, I f- it filled some part of my, my soul that I didn't know was empty. Um, yeah, so it, it, it is difficult because there's a part of me that is a big Capcom fan and wants to know this stuff, but then there's a part of me that, like, yeah, but it came about through the worst possible way, and I just can't condone it, and therefore should try my best not to look at it. And fortunately, you know, I've seen a few things here and there, like on Twitter and in other places. Um, but I haven't like actually seen any of the real material from this where mm. with the Nintendo leak, I felt more like it was everywhere. Like it was just impossible to avoid. Yeah. You know, you, everyone's you saw like, the actual this. visuals yeah. of all this stuff with the Capcom leak. All I've seen is lists. Right. Yeah, uh, until today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, your yeah. Numbers and chats are quick. One, one, two. That's what I was referencing, like personal employment stuff, like people's mm. details, uh, like financial data of people. Like that stuff was apparently also a part of that. Yeah, that's no. I that's, think somebody's passport that, that, was in there as well. Crap. Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pirate Jake puts it perfectly. This makes me feel so bad for those who work so hard. The writers, the animators, the developers, yep. all of them. And that is so true. I just, I hate, mm-hmm. to, I hate so few people seemingly think about the human element behind these leaks. And just for people to have years of their, of their lives, of, of their work, their careers, it's, their it's work. stuff. I want the just, stuff. I need the stuff. Yeah. Just to have the piss taken out, all, out of all that. 
just so some some leaker, well, in this case, not a leaker can have their 15 minutes of fame, but because people want money. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. ransomware thing, that's just, I mean, it fucking sucks, honestly. And I feel so bad for, you know, the dev team at Capcom who worked on this game. And, you know, we saw this happen earlier this year with The Last of Us Part Two, and that was horrible as well yeah. because those spoilers came out without context, um, mm. you know, for what, what people were actually seeing, and that caused people, of course, to judge the game early and... Of course, you know, many of those same people were people who would judge the game no matter what because of, you know, the problems it's, they have yeah. with it. But it just sucks. I hate to see this happen. And, it, and, it, uh, and you know, you also see the, the uh, positive effect that things not leaking can have. Going back to Sephiroth and Smash, even before that, Cloud and Smash. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how much, I mean, <laughs> it'd be, they'd be exciting no matter what. Yeah. But how much less cool would it have been? Had like, uh, Sephiroth, yeah. you see the, like, Something else like oh, it's Sephiroth. It has to be Sephiroth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, just, I hate this. I hate leaks. I mean, it's uh, you know, like you said, Damiani. There are certain kinds of leaks that I'm okay with and that I think are important and that I like to see, but not ones where there is a human element where you know it causes people's livelihoods to suffer uh, mm-hmm. and or years of their lives to just be the work they've done leaked in a way that was never intended. It really sucks. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully the damage oh, yeah. can be mitigated from here on out but i feel like the damage is already so severe so, something capcom. about capcom man as romsky puts out remember Ryu being leaked in smash i remember walking we were right. near e3 well, that was, and we walk around la wasn't or, that uh, data mining that that yeah it, it was data mining yeah person, yeah yeah started streaming it before yeah i don't yeah, feel was... i'll be honest the Ryu thing i didn't feel bad about like nintendo could have they should could, know better could have not included him before he was ready yeah. to go like just carve that piece of the code out <laughs> and leave it mm. for a later update that was honestly i didn't feel bad at all about that one because that was in my opinion just poor data management practice like you should have <laughs> you should have just kept ryu I out learned. of the code of the game knowing people decompile your updates and and pull stuff out of them you know it's to me at, at least at this point and by now this is something that i think is a lot more common sense to developers like don't leave mm-hmm. stuff that you're going to later announce in your public updates like right yeah it, it's yeah, one thing exactly if, yeah yeah uh 112 says uh, by the way shout out to nintendo keeping sephiroth under wraps so well apparently even known uh nintendo leakers didn't know about him nintendo uh has been well known to feed false information to leakers i think yeah you know what just to sort of yeah, root out who well. says what I mean, I will say that the usual people who talk to me about Nintendo stuff have been a lot quieter lately. Uh-huh. And so it's it, it, something's going on over. They've gotten locked down a bit more than than even, you know, they're notorious for being a company that locks down their information, but they they seem to have uh clamped down on leaks pretty well this last few months cuz I mean, I used to hear stuff like 3 4 months out and it would end up panning out, you know, and now I'm the usual suspects are, are much quieter than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and hopefully that holds true for the rest of the Smash characters. I, I really, I love being completely in the dark. I mean, that, that feeling, that butterflies in your stomach feeling when we started watching the Sephiroth trailer, literally not knowing who's coming. That's, that's so much more fun than it being leaked. So hopefully yep. Nintendo can continue to keep doing what they're doing because it's working. And, um, you know, it, it feels like it's too late to say that Capcom can hopefully mitigate any future damage because it's already so bad. But hopefully, you know, they can get these people prosecuted because they deserve it. And uh, but yeah, so kind of a downer note to end on. But PSA, <laughs> be careful, you know, keep your keep your eyes open or your eyes closed, as it were. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, be spoiler safe. And that brings us to the end of our news stories for today. So uh, as always, thank you all so much for joining us live for our patrons who have. And uh, before we sign off, though, as usual. Um, Damiani, where can our fans and our patrons and everybody find you? Sure. Uh, if you want to check out Easy Allies, you can find us on youtube.com slash easy allies or when we stream on twitch.tv slash easy allies. We're also fully Patreon supported as well, and we're at patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at Damianicus on Twitter. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for being on the show. You are welcome back anytime as well. And please let let the other allies know. We'd love to have them on anytime as well. So we want to have the whole crew Mm -hmm. on at some point. So uh, (laughs) thank you so much for being here, man. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Well, before we sign off, we, uh, as always, have to thank uh, all of our patrons at the producer tier. Thank you so much for helping to make this show happen because it would not be happening without you and all of our patrons. Uh, in addition, a, an especially massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those wonderful people include Rob Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, a.k.a. Mama Bowling. Hi, Mom. Yeller. <laughs> that was a bit late this time, Steve. I was like, is he going to say this time? Oh, man. I was waiting. Nice. Uh, Yeller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Ma- uh, or sorry, Titus Malvolio. I keep doing that. Um, Jake Pelka, Michael Foam, Mitchell Herring, Jay Acosta, Game Explain, Charles Saz, Andrew Medeiros, Jonathan Belmare, Kitty Kong Fax. Congrats on DKC3. Patrick Harrison, <laughs> 112, Scott Barber, Evernight Studio, and for the first time ever, Rocked the Cat, Loyal Crevice, and Azran127. Thank you all so much for supporting us. And oh, yeah. uh, remember, you too could become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can support us at the uh, $5 tier to watch this show live like the rest of our patrons have and interact with us and our special guests throughout the show. But you can also support us for as little as $1 a month. Uh, and there's several different tiers for you to consider. Of course, even if you choose not to support us on Patreon, we appreciate you anyway because you're here, you're supporting us through just by following the show. So we appreciate you no matter where on the Patreon spectrum you fall or if you don't fall on it all. So thank you so much for, uh, for supporting us. And uh, as always, if you enjoyed this video, please like and subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Uh, but until next time, guys, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>